0: everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 212. So once again, it is Sunday. Today is December 19th, 2021. And as usual, I'm covering the latest news and rumors roundup from the big four rumor sites of Canon rumors, Nikon rumors, Fuji rumors, and Sony Alpha rumors. So we're going to get into this week's episode and see what Canon Rumors has for us this week. Now, I will let you know up front, for some reason, Canon Rumors only had two new stories this week. Um, I don't know exactly what's going on with that. I see this every once in a blue moon. He'll only post a couple of stories during the course of an entire seven-day week, but... There's not much I can do about it. I don't control the site or his rumors or his sources. So we'll just cover what we have and we'll move on from there. Let's do this. First up, the Canon EOS R5C is coming in the first quarter of 2022. Now, this is a CR2 rumor. The long-rumored Canon EOS R5C is reportedly still expected to be announced in the first quarter of 2022. Original rumors placed an announcement for January, but I can't confirm that will be the case. The source did say certain retailers are being told to expect the camera to be announced in quarter one of 2022, with availability coming soon thereafter, but likely in limited quantities. Pricing is still unknown at this time, but I have been told that it will cost significantly less than the Canon Cinema EOS C70, which is currently priced at $54.99 U.S., Now, the information on the Canon EOS R5C, 45-megapixel full-frame sensor, same as the EOS R5, Digit 10 processor, Canon Log 3, Canon Log 2 is still being discussed, unlimited uh, 8K 30p recording in Cinema Raw, Lite, XF-AVC, and MPEG-4, timecode in-out, the same multi-purpose hot shoe as the EOS R3, which will work with accessories such as the Tascam XLR module, active cooling, 3 8 or one 4 mounting point on the EBF for a top handle that won't interfere with the hot shoe, full-sized HDMI port, And the LCD has been moved farther back to accommodate the cooling fan. So this likely means that it won't recess into the body like the Canon EOS R5 does. So some interesting... Uh, rumors uh, pertaining to this camera, the specs sound absolutely stellar. And if the specs do hold up and end up being true, this is going to be an extremely popular cinema camera. And again, if it's going to be sold at a considerably lower price than the EOS C70, I can see a lot of cinematographers going with this model as a less expensive but highly capable alternative to this. The EOS C70. But we'll have to wait and see if the announcement actually comes in the first quarter or not. And last up from Canon Rumors for this week, industry news. Nikon announces the Nikkor Z28-75 F2.8 and development of the Nikkor Z800mm F63 VRS. Now, these were announced on December 13th in Melville, New York. Nikon announced these lenses to expand the impressive Nikkor Z lens portfolio, putting the potential for boundless creativity and maximum versatility into the hands of enthusiasts. The Nikkor Z28-75 f2.8 is an affordable and appealing choice for those ready to step up to full frame, medium zoom lens with the benefits of a constant 2.8 aperture, including gorgeous, softly blurred backgrounds and excellent low light capability. Quote, since the beginning of this year, we have announced numerous Nikkor Z lenses for all levels of creators which have been commi- uh, commended for their unrivaled quality and edge-to-edge sharpness, said Jay Van Executive Vice President, Nikon Inc. Quote, now we are continuing this winning streak by adding an extremely enticing option for enthusiasts in the rapidly growing full-frame market. The new Nikkor Z28-75 is an attractive value for all types of photographers and creators, providing a lightweight lens with a versatile focus range and an f f28 constant at, or 2.8 constant aperture, all for an affordable price point. Capable of everything from impressive portraits with a soft background blur to extremely detailed landscape photos striking low-light ambience or small footprint video production, the 28-75 covers it all. The fixed aperture of 2.8 enables pleasing depth of field with natural bokeh to emphasize the focus on the subject. The lightweight lens weighs only 1.2 pounds or 565 grams, making it incredibly easy to pack, carry, casually, or wield for an all-day event. When paired with the Nikon Z5, the new 28-75 creates a compelling combination as a carry-anywhere cost-effective full-frame kit or paired with the Z6 to step up content creation to the next level. Uh, and I think they, they, had, they got their wording wrong in that announcement because the Z5 is not a full-frame camera, it's APS-C. The Z6 II is full-frame. The Nikor Z28-75 offers many of the benefits of its highly acclaimed sibling, the Nikon Z24-70 2.8S. While both lenses are extremely versatile options and serve as staples in every photographer's bag, the 28 75 is approximately 30% lighter with a slimmer profile. The lens features a control ring for maximum customization and excels in video creation due to minimal focus breathing and near silent operation. The new 28 75 also features a minimum focusing distance of only 0.19 meters at 28 millimeters, making it a great option for cuisine, tablescapes, and intricate fashion. Now, the primary features of this lens. The lens delivers incredibly incredible sharpness and a bright f2.8 aperture, affording the ability to shoot in low light or produce images with a natural and pleasing bokeh. Lens weighs only 1.2 pounds, as mentioned a moment ago, which is 8.4 ounces lighter than the Nikkor Z24-70 f2.8s. In addition to its portability, the lens is well-suited for gimbal use for content creation and video production. The minimum focusing distance of 0.62 feet or 0.19 meters allows users to capture intricate details. By employing a stepping motor, STM, with superior response, the lens quickly focuses on moving subjects during still shooting or video recording. The extremely quiet STM greatly reduces the level of lens drive and operational sounds during focusing and video recording. With the control ring, users can focus manually or change ISO sensitivity, aperture, and exposure compensation in stills and video. The smooth rotation enables precise focus control. The curling employed improves operation. The lens is sealed to prevent dust and water droplets from entry, enabling use in everyday circumstances without worry. It also features effective anti-fouling coating for easy cleaning. So the lens, let's see here, will be available in early 2022 for a suggested retail price of $1,199.95. Additional information about the Nikkor Z800 F63 VRS will be available at a later date. For more information about the latest Nikon products, including other Nikon Z lenses and the complete collection of Z-series cameras, please visit Nikon.usa.com. So definitely an interesting announcement, and it's good that both Canon and Nikon are making less of uh, uh, less expensive, more affordable lenses that are good quality lenses for enthusiasts and hobbyists and photography students. That's always fantastic, and both companies did it for many many years in the DSLR realm. As I've said repeatedly in previous episodes, you know they generally both manufactured offer manufacturers offer two or three. Versions of their lens. Now, in Canon's case, you had the silver band lenses, which were generally constructed mostly of plastic. They were a lot less expensive, and they were most of them mediocre performance. Although some of them were really good, like the eighteen to fifty-five kit lens was stellar, and uh, but the uh, seventy-five to three hundred was absolutely horrible. And then, of course, Canon had their USM gold band lenses, which were middle of the road as far as expense and much better in image quality creation. And then they had their top-of-the-line L lenses. And Nikon did the same, and I'm not a Nikon expert. I don't know what the how they separated their different lenses, but I know they did have multiple types, just like Canon. It's common for most camera manufacturers to do things like that so that they offer a high-end option, a medium option, and then a cost-effective option for those with smaller budgets. And it's always great. I'm glad to see the camera manufacturers supporting consumers with every type of financial capability. So I guess I would call it, you know, whether you got a lot of money or not as much money is fine. They'll still have a good lens for you to pair with one of their fantastic cameras. All right. Now we're going to head on over to Nikon rumors and see what they have for us. First up from Nikon, rumors confirmed the Nikkor Z28-75 f2.8 lens announcement and the Nikkor Z800 f6.3 lens development updated. An unknown photo news website already leaked two articles with the following titles. Nikon officially announced the Nikkor Z28-75 f2.8. Nikon announced the development of the Z800 via Nokoshita. The new Z800mm lens will be a Nikkor Z800mm f6.3, and it's supposed to be a BRS, according to Canon Rumors. This confirms my previous report from earlier today that Nikon will also make the Nikkor Z800 lens development announcement tonight or tomorrow. Stay tuned for detailed coverage. Now, this was posted on December 13th. Next up, coming soon, new Tokina 400mm F8 IIS mirror reflex lens for Nikon F and Z mount. A new Tokina 400mm F8 IIS mirror reflex lens for Nikon F and Z mounts will be announced soon, according to Nokashita. It is not clear if this will be a replacement for the current Tokina SZX 400mm F8 reflex MF lens pictured above that uses interchangeable lens mounts or a completely different and new design we do not know yet for sure this comes from photo rumors and of course you can find all of these stories in this week's episodes show notes at liamphotographypodcast.com next up nikon z9 additional coverage there's uh latest Z9 story uh, that I covered last week. The Z9 started to appear online. The above picture is from Venus Optics and their new Lala 85mm f5.6 2x Ultra Macro APO lens for the Nikon Z mount. The new Capture One Pro 22 now supports the Nikon Z9 camera, which I can confirm. I own that software now. The Nikon Z9 event at Paul's Photo it was on December 15th. So, definitely a lot of updates on the Nikon Z9, as well as some official Nikon YouTube videos and other YouTube videos from other channels all about the Z9 that you can check out for yourself. Next up, updated Nikon Nikkor Z Lens Roadmap, December 2021 edition. Here is the updated Nikon Nikkor Z lens roadmap until 2023, as of December 21, update. Planned new Nikkor Z full-frame lenses, S-Line 85mm, S-Line 400mm, millimeter, 600mm, millimeter, and 800mm. There will also be a 26mm and a 200-600mm. to 600 millimeter. Planned Nikkor Z APS-C lenses, the DX12-28 to and the DX24mm. So, a bunch of new lenses that are being added to the Nikkor lens roadmap up through 2023. Next up, Nikon Nikkor Z800mm F63 VRS lens development announcement. As previously reported, Nikon made a development announcement for the Nikon Z 800mm mirrorless lens. The lens is already listed at B&H Photo, but there is no pricing. So we'll have to wait a little bit longer to find out how much that lens will be selling for, but B&H does at least have a slot for it on their website. Next up, announced new Nikon Nikkor Z28-75mm f2.8 lens. Uh, This is just more about that same lens that had been previously rumored. It was officially announced on December 13th, later in the day. You can pre-order it at Adorama, B&H Photo, Amazon. There's sample photos, uh, some additional sample photos, and the press release where you can see the lens design diagram somewhere and the MFT charts. So definitely a lot of information on this new lens, a lot of articles on this new lens. The Nikon Nikkor Z28-75 f2.8 lens pre-order options updated. The lens is now available for pre-order. Shipping will start in early 2022 at Adorama B&H Photo with a lens hood. You can get Amazon Camera Canada, Germany at Calumet, Koch and Earnhardt in the UK at Wex UK. The Nikkor Z 800mm f6.3 VR lens, uh, VRS lens is also already listed at b Photo, but still no pricing at this time. Oh, wow. Next up, Nikkor Z 28-75 f2.8 lens additional coverage. The first Tamron lens for Nikon Z mount. Rumors about Tamron making mirrorless lenses for Z-mount have been around for a while, and I think we now see the result of those reports. There is a little doubt in my mind that the new Nikkor Z28-75 lens is based on the existing Tamron 28-75 f2.8 lens as previously reported. See for yourself. And they do look v- pretty much identical. I wonder if it's possible that maybe Tamron developed that lens for Nikon. Uh, it's hard to tell. You never, never know. Next up, the new Viltrox 50mm f1.8 autofocus lens for Nikon Z mount is now available for pre order. The lens is available for pre order for $379 at BH Photo, Amazon US, Amazon Canada, Amazon UK. Uh, per gear, free international shipping to most countries, and the Viltrox official store will have it soon. There are some fantastic images of that new lens. It looks absolutely gorgeous. looks a little bit like a Zeiss lens, to be honest. Um, that is a cool-looking lens. Uh, Roelli is now the official Viltrox lens distributor in Germany. Most Viltrox lenses for Nikon Z-Mount are already listed on their website, so... Also available in Germany, and uh, let's see, if you get it at the official Viltrox store, they offer international shipping to most countries, and you can use code NIKONRUMORS for 10% off. So you save a little bit of money there. Next up, Nikon Z9 camera, Nikkor 28 120 F4, 400 millimeter F4 5-5-6, and 180 to 400 millimeter F4 TC VR shipping dates. B&H changed the Nikon Z9 shipping date from December 15th to coming soon, as previously reported. The final Z9 shipping date seems to be December 24th. Screenshot of Bob is from Nikon Australia. Uh, Let's see. Yep, just shows we'll be coming soon. Uh, Also for the Z24-120mm f 4s lens will be coming soon. And the Z100-400, 4.5-5.6 VRS lens is coming soon, according to B&H Photo. Uh, so definitely interesting there. Uh, seemed to be December 16th, according to B&H Photo, for the shipping date. We'll have to wait and see if that ends up being true. The 24-120 to lens already started shipping to NPS members. Check availability for the latest Nikon products at... For the Nikon Z9 in the US, Adorama, B&H Photo, Amazon, Paul's Photo, and Service Photo. For the Z9 in the EU, Calumet Netherlands, Calumet Denmark, Photo Koch Denmark, Photo Earnhardt Denmark, and Wex UK. And in Canada, at Camera Canada. For the Nikor Z, 100 400 millimeter, Adorama, B&H, Amazon, Wex UK, Calumet DE, Photocotch DE, Photo Earnhardt DE, and Camera Canada. For the Z, 24 to 120 millimeter, all of the same retailers and also the same retailers for the Nikon FTZ2, which is their f to z lens adapter. So Nikon Japan also announced that they have resumed orders for the following products, including the Nikkor AF-S180 to 400 millimeter F4 ED TC VR lens. So it looks like Nikon is getting to the point where they're starting to ship things. That's good. Maybe the chip shortage is starting to let up a little bit. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Next up, the Nikkor Z100-400 VRS and the 24-120 F4S manuals are now available. As I already mentioned earlier today, the new Nikon uh, Nikkor z 100 400 millimeter and the 24-120 S lenses are now shipping and the product manuals are already available online at the following direct links, which of course you can find in the show notes for this episode. Next up, Atomos Ninja kits and bundles are up to $948 off. Lowest price so far. That's crazy. You can level up with the Ninja 5 Plus, now 9 dollars from November 1st to December 31st. Uh, let's see. The Ninja 5 Plus Deluxe Starter Kit is now $9.99. Uh, Saves $6.99 from December 8th to the 31st. And then they have another deal, which is the Ninja 5 Plus... Uh, the Switch and Stream Kit is now $11.99. You're saving $700 from December 8th to the 31st. So, a lot of savings there. And you can find them at Adorama and BH. Some are also available on Amazon, but not all of them. So, you'll have to check around a little bit to see where you're going to be able to find it for the best deal. But definitely on BH and Adorama. Next up, just released Nikon D6 firmware update 1.40, Picture Control Utility 2.4.10, NX Studio 1.1.1 for Mac. Today, Nikon released new firmware for the Nikon D6 camera and small updates to Picture Control Utility and NX Studio for Mac. Here are the details: the Nikon D6 firmware update version 1.40. Added a select all to send wired LAN WT item to the playback i menu that can be used to mark for upload all pictures that meet the criteria currently selected for filtered playback. Changes have been made to the buttons used for to mark the pictures for upload when the camera is connected to a computer or FTP server. Pictures can now be marked for priority upload by holding the OK button and pressing the multi-selector left. Holding the OK button and pressing the center of the multi-selector now marks pictures for non-priority upload. Fix the following issue. Uh, Auto white balance would not perform as expected if white balance was not among the settings recalled via custom setting F3. Custom controls, recall shooting functions, or the recall shooting functions hold in the custom settings menu, or B, a recall shooting functions or recall shooting functions hold operation was performed, while exposure and white balance were locked using a control assigned AEAWB lock, hold via custom setting F3, custom controls in the custom settings menu. And also fixed aperture would be reset when the preview button was pressed to zoom in on the live view display at maximum aperture. The Nikon picture control utility uh, version 2.4.10 for Mac added support for macOS Monterey version 12. And for the NX Studio version 1.1.1, this software update program is for customer-owned product listed above Mac and is provided only on acceptance of the agreement. So I think that one was also updated for Monterey. Next up, coming soon, Yangnu 50mm F1.8 ZDF DSM mirrorless lens for the Nikon Z mount. Young New will soon announce a new fifty mm one point eight lens that's full frame mirrorless autofocus lens for the Nikon Z mount. If I am not mistaken, this will be the first Young New lens for the Nikon Z mount and the second autofocus Z mount lens after Viltrox. Stay tuned for additional information. Additional information on the latest Sony version of this lens that was announced last month can be found at the accompanying link. In the U.S., Young New lenses are sold at Adorama, B and H, and. Amazon. So a few places where you can get them in the U.S. Next up, announced new Tokina 400mm F8 mirror reflex lens for Nikon Z and F mount. The previously rumored lens uh, in, for the Z mount is now officially announced that it replaces the current Tokina SZX 400mm F8 model. This is a manual focus reflex lens with T-mount that can be attached to Nikon F and Z-mount cameras with an adapter. The new lens has improved performance. You can see more details at photorumors.com at the accompanying article. And last from Nikon rumors for this week, Nikon Z9 additional coverage. The first Z9 shipment next week will be very small. Now, this article was posted on yesterday, December 18th. I was told the first Z9 batch that will start shipping next week will be a very small one, almost symbolic. If you already have a pre-order or are not on the top few spots, don't hold your breath to get the camera this year. I hope I am wrong on that rumor. The Nikon Z9 lab test at Cindy, The latest Nikon Z9 videos, some of them are in foreign languages, but they are still informational. And there's even a couple of more official videos from the official Nikon YouTube channel. All right, I'm going to take a short break right here and then I will be right back. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191 and you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com and you can tweet the show at Liam Photo ATL using the hashtag Liam Photo Podcast. And now back to the show. And we're back, and now we're going to head on over to Fuji Rumors. First up from Fuji Rumors for this week Fujifilm GFX 50R and Silver XT30, now discontinued at BH Photo. The heavily discounted GFX 50R as well as the silver X-T30 are now marked as discontinued. If you want to grab the latest samples for a crazy price, you can still find some GFX 50R cameras at Adorama and Moment. The X-T30 is still available in black, and my personal favorite, the charcoal silver version at B&H Photo. The Fujifilm GFX 50R, you can still save $1,500 dollars, at BNH photo adorama amazon US and moment and the Fujifilm XT30 save $100 at the uh, at BNH photo adorama amazon US and focus camera Next up the Kenko 400mm IIS mirror lens for Fujifilm X mount coming soon Now this is the same lens that I talked about in the previous articles If you ever checked out the complete Overview over the availability and up, of upcoming X mount lenses at our Fujifilm X mount forum made by XFF or F, XF member Quincy. Then you already know that Kenko offers the Kenko 400 millimeter f/8 mirror lens for the Fujifilm X mount. However, the lens has, in the meantime, been removed from the Kenko page. Now it seems that a refresh is on the way. In fact, Nokashita reports that the Kenko 400 millimeter f8 is mirror lens for various mounts including fujifilm x mount will be coming shortly so there's definitely some pros and cons of mirror lenses you can check out that story and uh other articles on various other mirror lenses made by other manufacturers Next up, while Sigma sleeps, Tamron confirms three more Fujifilm X mount lenses coming next: 11-20mm f2.8, a 17-70 2.8, and what else? Back in July, Tamron already officially confirmed that more Fujifilm X mount lenses will come in the future in addition to the already available Tamron 18-300 f3.5-6.3. Now, in a new interview, a Tamron manager confirmed it and gave a few more details for the upcoming Tamron X-mount lenses, and he mentioned they plan to release three lenses next. A standard zoom, a wide-angle zoom, and a telephoto zoom. So the above is what I read with my own eyes watching the X-Talk with Tamron video below, but an FR reader contacted me saying that a Tamron manager also went more specific, saying that some of the options Tamron considers to make are the following the Tamron 11 to 20 F2.8 DI3 A RXD and the Tamron 17 to 70 F2.8 DI3 AVC RXD. This would make a whole lot of sense as both these lenses already exist for APS-C Sony e-mount. And yet, just to be clear, I have not personally read this information, but it has been passed on to me anonymously by an FR reader via rumor box, who told me a Tamron manager mentioned these two lenses. If anyone has the links to this statement, feel free to send it to me via fujirumor at gmail.com or share it in the comments. As for the telephoto zoom, check out the results of our huge Tamron and Sigma X mount lens wishlist survey to see what FR readers desire the most. It is time to wake up, Sigma. <laughs> and you can find the Tamron 18-300 to at BH Photo, Amazon US, and Adorama. Next up, Fujifilm X-H2 Fun. Which of the following speculations do you think is correct or not? You can vote now. I recently shared an article while I did clarify some of the rumors out there attributed on forums to Fuji rumors that are actually not rumors, but speculation by forum members who misread or misunderstood or misinterpreted what I actually wrote. This does not mean that the speculations those guys are making are wrong. On the contrary, as I wrote here, some of them make a whole lot of sense, and if I should place a bet, I'd speculate the same way. But until my trusted sources can confirm them, they remain speculations. And since they are speculations, I thought it could be fun to let you vote on those in the surveys down below. What do you think will turn out to be true? Fujifilm will launch both X-H2 cameras on the same day. The two Fujifilm X-H2 cameras will have some ergonomic differences. The Fujifilm X-H2 will be launched in early 2022 from January to March both Fujifilm X-H2 cameras will cost less than $2,500. The 40-megapixel X-H2 will have a stack sensor. Regarding the X-H2 with the 26-megapixel sensor, uh, there will be a Fujifilm X-H2 with bare sensor and one with X-Trans, and you can vote on all of these for yourself. Next up, Fringer EF GFX Pro Smart AF Adapter Firmware Version 1.10 has been released. Updating your adapter is highly suggested. Main improvements are added the following lenses to the tested and optimized lens list, the Tamron SP-AF200-500, the Canon EF70-200 F4L USM, the EF70-200 F4L USM plus 1.4 teleconverter, the Canon EF300mm F4L USM, the Canon 300mm F4 USM plus the 1.4 teleconverter, the Canon EF85 F1.2L USM, The Sigma 120 300 f2.8 DGOS HSM-SO13 and the same lens with both the 1.4 and the 2x teleconverters. Issues fixed. Lens names recorded in EXIF for the following lenses are not accurate. This has been fixed for the Canon TSE 17mm f4L, the Canon TSE 24mm f3.5L Mark II, The Canon TSE 45mm F2.8, the Canon TSE 50mm F2.8L, the Canon TSE 90mm F2.8L, the Canon TSE 135mm F4L, the Zeiss Otis 55mm F1.4 APO Distagon ZE, and the Zeiss 135mm F2 APO Sonar TZE bugs fixed uh, for the EF85 F1.4 IS. In some circumstances, AF search may be very slow. Four software switch functions added, when connected to a computer through a USB cable, there is a file named settings.ini in the root folder of the adapter. It's in format of an ordinary INI file. Don't modify it unless you know how to do that. If you want to restore it to default, just remove it. The adapter will regenerate it the next time it works on a camera body. Five, focus bracketing support added. By default, it isn't turned on. To turn it on, edit settings I and, I, and change the value of focus bracketing equals 0 to 1. Noted, when setting focus range and begin position, don't manually turn focus ring. Always use AF to drive focus points to the position you want, or the focus bracketing function may not work properly. When focus bracketing is set to 1 in the settings I and I, the adapter is set to native mode, and some functions of the camera may change, such as the 35mm auto mode will not crop automatically, IBIS may not work properly anymore, etc. One user option for power-off behavior added. On one hand, some lenses with external focus design, such as some STM lenses, may not be convenient to be stored in a bag when its AF isn't on infinity. Moving AF to infinity automatically when powering off or switching to playback mode is preferred. On the other, some of them, e.g. the EF85 1.2L Mark II, may have very heavy front elements, so the experience of moving it to and from infinity every time switching the camera to and from playback mode is really bad. Thus, it's better to let the user decide. We have added an option item named Power Off Infinity to Settings I and I. Default value is zero. Only some STM lenses, the EF50mm, F1.4, the Sigma 72.8Art, etc., will be moved to infinity when powering off or switching to playback mode. Value one all lenses will be moved to infinity. Please download the firmware and its release notes from the Fringer website. Follow the instructions in the release notes or user manual to update your adapter. To understand the new features better, you may also refer to the new version of our user manual. So definitely some interesting changes in the Fringer adapter. Next up, the Samyang 12mm f2.0 AF in stock at B&H Photo for $499. It's also available at Amazon US and Adorama. So definitely some exciting news for those of you that have been waiting for that lens to hit the market. That is fantastic news. Next up, Tamron 18-300mm to f3.5-6.3 to in stock at Amazon US. All right, let's see here. ProCam is listed by Fujifilm as an official XGFX retailer, so I guess they are a legit score uh, store also for Tamron. But if any of you guys have any experience with them, feel free to share your thoughts in the comments. They are the seller and at the time of this article uh, the day before yesterday, they only had four samples of this lens left. You can find the 18 to 300 F35 63 at B&H, BH Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, and Focus Camera. Next up, special Topaz Christmas deal 25% off all apps, plus an additional 15% discount with our code. You can use our code FUJI Rumor to get an additional 15% discount on all Topaz Lab products that already have a 25% default discount. So 40% discount on Mask AI, 40% on Adjust AI, Denoise AI, Video Enhance AI, Sharpen AI, Gigapixel AI, JPEG to RAW, Utility Bundle, Creator Bundle, and the Topaz Studio 2. So you can get 40% off on all of those with the combined discounts. Next up, Fujifilm GFX 100S in stock now. It is now in stock at Amazon US. It's a rare find even 11 months after its announcement. You can also look for it at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, Focus Camera, and Moment. I would love to get myself a GFX100S, but eh, I don't have the cash to pull the trigger on it just yet. So I'm going to have to wait a while longer. Bummer. And last from Fuji Rumors for this week, top three Fujifilm gear I'd love to buy in 2022. I think I can say that in 2021, I've done a decent part in supporting Fujifilm with my hard-earned money. As here is the Fujifilm gear I purchased: the Fujifilm GFX 100S, the Fujinon GF 32 to 64 f/4, the Fujinon XF 80 f/2.8 Macro, and the Fujinon XF 27mm f/2.8 RWR. As uh, for as much as Fujifilm made medium format accessible to the masses buying into the 100 megapixel GFX system still requires a significant investment it's worth every penny but it's not cheap so in 2022 I will try to contain my gas as much as possible which is gear acquisition or acquisition syndrome and be cautious with my purchases do I hear you guys laughing And yet, there is some gear I'd love to buy in 2022, and I mean gear that is either already announced, available, or at least on the Fujifilm roadmap for 2022, so this is not about rumored gear. Number one is the Fujinon GF 50mm f3.5. One of the main uh, declared goals by Fujifilm is to make the GFX system smaller. A huge step in this direction was made with the Fujifilm GFX100S, which is already smaller than some full-frame mirrorless cameras out there and about as big as the Canon R5. Sure, the GFX lenses are usually bigger, just as full-frame lenses are usually bigger than APS-C lenses. Well, the Fujinon GF 50mm f3.5 serves exactly the purpose to make the system smaller, and mounted on my GFX 100S, it could give me very nice combo that I would probably end up carrying with me more often. Also, for casual family stuff. And hey... I need two more GFX lenses to reach the average GFX shooter's lens uh, attachment rate. Oh, goodness. The Fujifilm uh, X100V, which is basically version 5. I mean, just look at it. It's one of, a, one of a beauty matched maybe only by some Leica cameras. The only problem here is that I own the Fujifilm X-E3 with the GF27mm F2.8 RWR. So the Fujifilm X100V would become a bit redundant in my lineup. And yet it would not, uh, would not only be about, uh, about its beauty, it also has the pull-up ISO dial from the X-Pro line that I totally love. Combined with the WCL 100 Mark II and the TCL 100 Mark II, it would give me a compact and versatile leaf shutter mini system. And just like the XE4, it has that invisible tilt LCD screen that I could make good use of every now and then. Three is the Fujinon XF70-300, F4-56. You might know how much I love my XF18-135, to 35-56, especially when mounted on my X-T4. You can see the combo here on the Dolomites. But in 2022, I'd love to get a bit more into a photographic territory. I haven't explored much yet, wildlife photography. That's why a bit more reach could come in handy than the one the 18-135 to 135 can offer me. There are some options here from the XF200F2 to the XF100 to 400 to the XF150 to 600, but that is on the roadmap. And why not also the Tamron 18 to 300, 35 to 63 would be a nice option. But taking into account uh, price and size, I think the XF70 to 300, uh, 4 to 56 could be a reasonable choice to start with. And for even more reach, I could couple it with the XF1.4 teleconverter. Bonus, I am very curious to see what Sigma will bring. They teased X-mount lenses for 2021, but I guess not even Sigma is immune to part shortages, so probably also they have to delay some product releases. But something like the Sigma 18 35 F1.8 DC HSM would be very, very nice to have in the X-mount. And that's going to wrap up Fuji Rumors for this week. And now we'll head on over to Sony Alpha Rumors to wrap up this episode. First up, Adobe has added the Sony a7 IV RAW support and the 70-200mm to 200 millimeter GM2 lens profile. We're happy to announce the release of Lightroom Classic 11.1. What's new in this update? With the December 2021 release of Lightroom Classic 11.1, we provide support for new cameras and lenses. Bug fixes to several customer reported issues. To update Lightroom Classic to 11.1, click Update in the Creative Cloud Desktop app next to Lightroom Classic. Uh, more details at the Adobe website. Adobe officially announced the full support for the new A7 IV and the 70 to 200 millimeter GM2 lens. So, exciting for the Sony shooters. Next up, new Luminar Christmas deal. Save up to 63% on bundles. Till, uh, let's see here, twenty three, the 23rd of December, you get Luminar bundles with discounts of up to 63% off. Luminar Neo offer one seat of Luminar Neo plus two free packs, 41% discount, $69. Luminar Neo plus Luminar AI plus two free packs, 50% discount at $98. Luminar Neo plus Luminar AI plus Aurora HDR plus two free packs, 63% discount at $108. For two seats, uh, the same kits are the first one is Luminar Neo with two free packs, 42% off, $79. Luminar Neo with Luminar AI and two free packs, 50% off at 118 And Luminar Neo plus Luminar AI and Aurora HDR plus two free packs, 62% discount at $128. Luminar AI offer one seed of Luminar AI plus two free packs, 60% discount, $47. Luminar AI plus Aurora plus two free packs, 69% discount at $67. Luminar Near plus Luminar... Why do they... I don't know why they listed that again, so I apologize. That is for 1C, but it's the same (laughs) as they had above for Luminar Neo section. Next up, new Spin CP.02 Smart Camera Strap on Kickstarter. And you can check out all the details for that at the accompanying YouTube video. Now, as I've warned my listeners before, remember, Kickstarter and Indiegogo are not stores. They are project sites where companies can list a new product that they want to bring to market, and you can pledge their money that they will be successful and actually bring the item to market. But it doesn't always happen. Sometimes you get burned. So just keep that in mind. Next up, DP Review. Sony A7IV Studio Scene 33 megapixel sensor gives excellent detail but falls behind at high ISO. You can pre-order that camera for $2,498 at B&H Photo uh, at Amazon Adorama Focus Camera by Dig in Europe at Photocotch DE, Calumet DE, Photo Earnhardt DA, Park UK, Wex UK, Amazon DE, Amazon UK, Amazon Italy, Amazon Spain, and Amazon Netherlands. DP Review added the Sony a7IV Studio files and rights. Quote, the first thing that we that should be apparent is that the A7 IV's 33-megapixel sensor can capture a lot of detail. And, as we saw in our real-world samples, JPEG colors that's directly comparable with the best of its peers. The higher pixel count combined with Sony's JPEG sharpening makes more of the fine detail than its rivals. Moiré makes an appearance, but it's not overwhelming, which suggests there is an anti-aliasing filter, but perhaps not an especially aggressive one. As we'd expect, the smaller pixels mean more noise if you view the images at full pixel resolution, but this difference is all but eliminated if you look at the images' scale to the same size. Push on the higher ISO, and the noise level starts to creep up beyond the levels of its immediate rivals, though. The additional noise can't solely be blamed on the pixel count, though, since it's a fraction uh, noisier than some of its higher-resolution peers. Overall, this is a good but not groundbreaking performance with detail capture appearing to be the A7 IV's strong suit. And I have a feeling that's going to be a super popular camera. All the A7 standard line cameras have been extremely popular because of the fact that they're a hybrid camera body. Next up, Zeiss celebrates 175 years of innovation, passion, and the courage to develop. Zeiss celebrated the 175-year anniversary. You can find the press text and images of their event at the following website, which you can find in the show notes. I do hope Zeiss is working on making new e-mount lenses because they have been very silent lately with their last e-mount lens announced in 2018. So, yeah, it's been a little while for them. Next up, Viltrox 35mm and 50mm F1.8 FE lenses now in stock at B&H Photo and Amazon. The 50mm is $379 and the 35mm is $399. They can be found at Amazon US, Amazon Denmark, UK, B&H Photo, Adorama, and Pergear. Next up, Android app Camudu updated. Camudo allows remote control of many modern cameras via your smartphone. Currently, most current cameras from Sony and Canon are supported. You can easily test the compatibility with your devices without buying anything. Please read the FAQ on Camudo.com if you have problems with the connection. From Stefan. I'm the developer of the Android app CamuDo. It allows uh, remote control of all current Sony cameras via Android smartphone. It is similar to some other apps you already mentioned on your page, but for Android, I think it has more features. I released the new version 6 some days ago with these new features, UI redesign. Support for newer Sony models, the A7S III, the A7R IV, the A7C, the RX100V Mark II, the zv one zve 10 and the A1. Support for Canon cameras. Import custom LUTs from .cube files. You can find a lot of information on Google Play or at the official website, which is kamudu.com. And last from Sony Alpha Rumors for this week, Sony just made our U.S. readers a nice present. The A7IV shipment start anticipated on December 23rd. So you can order this camera for $2,498. They're supposed to begin shipping on Thursday, December 23rd, which is great news for Christmas, but... Chances are if you order it on the 23rd, or if they start shipping on the 23rd, you're not going to get it by the 25th. <laughs> ah, but you'll get it right after Christmas. Ah, that's good. And it's better than the original date of December 30th. The A74 will now ship out on the 23rd, which is seven days sooner. You could order the BH photo at a uh, Amazon Adorama Focus Camera and Buy Dig. And that is gonna wrap up all the news and rumors for this week. to join that group but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group you can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on instagram facebook and twitter at liamphoto atl if you like abandoned buildings and history you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com all right, that's going to wrap up episode 212 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcasts. Also, want to remind you to stop by and check out the Liam Photography YouTube channel, Subscribe to the channel, watch the videos, comment on them, like them, share them out, hit the little bell icon so you can be notified as new content drops. Now, on the subject of my YouTube channel, I did just post a video that, as of this release date, will have been two days ago. If you're someone that uses ScreenFlow software for Mac OS version 5 all the way up to the current version 10, and you've run into issues activating your license. I figured out what the problem was while I was on the phone with uh, Telestream support uh, two days ago. I found the problem. It's a defect in their code. I told them how to fix it. I emailed them step-by-step instructions, And then I shot my own ScreenFlow video that I posted to my YouTube channel showing all of you how you can fix it on your Mac yourself. ScreenFlow is fantastic software. I've been using it for a long time. It's super handy for those of us that have YouTube channels when you wanna do a video where you're sharing your desktop screen and you wanna have yourself on a camera as well, kind of like a picture in a picture view. It's super handy for that. And with the new version 10.0.3, You could also remove backgrounds now, which is really cool. I haven't had a chance to try that out yet. I'm wondering if it'll allow you to put in fake backgrounds behind yourself like Zoom can on their chat, video chat software. But anyways, if you've been having the license activation issue on ScreenFlow, head on over to my channel, watch that latest video. It'll show you step by step how to fix it yourself. Now, I understand not everybody's comfortable working in a Unix terminal session, But I show you very, very plainly and easily how you can comfortably do it yourself and not worry about messing anything else up on your Mac system. All right, that's going to wrap up this episode. I will see you all again on Thursday.